Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here this week with Ms. Alex Laudner. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Good the show. Good morning. How are you today? I am waking up. Waking up. Yeah. Coffee in hand. Coffee in hand. You know, a lot of people are awake and driving to the Dinky Town mm-hmm. area. I will tell you that was some some like shocking traffic that I forgot about today. Yeah, but happy hap- homecoming. Happy homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. Who are they? Do you know who they're playing? The Gophers? Absolutely no, not. Me either. No, no idea. No, Lexi. No, no. Okay, no idea. That's fine. We'll just all football, sit here. right? Football. It's football. football. Okay, good. So they, yeah. I knew that. So the other day I was driving down, um, you know, Fraternity Row, and I saw that they all had scaffolding uh, in front of their uh, their houses, and so it looked like they were going to make. Tissue papery, like oh, like okay. a float, but not a float because it's in front of the building. They decorated their building with like the tissue paper float stuff. Is this your first time driving through that? Area? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, but did they do that every year for homecoming? I don't know. They do, uh, I don't know. They do. They, they do, it do every year. I, I don't know if they've done it in the past couple of years with COVID. Maybe but, that's why. Um, oh. They usually do it every year. I just didn't remember that fun. before because I used to drive through. You know, in the morning before, because it's kind of fun to drive through the morning it's as such we're a coming beautiful here. Area, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and especially during homecoming, it's kind of crazy. Everybody's out there in their striped overalls, and there, there's a guy in a gold suit walking by the station. Of going, course, definitely heading down there. So that's a little early, but good for him. I know. Well, that's the thing is like, there's no doubt people are starting their libational celebration. <laughs> Eight a.m. is a little early for Gold Lamay, but you do you. Here's the thing, though, yo. I mean, we're talking about that today, right? right. So, like, go for game will be today, so people could be partying. And then the Vikings play tomorrow, and they Here? they're no, they're in London. Uh, oh, they're doing right. an exhibition game in London. That's right. Elizabeth Reese went up. There. Yeah, and so they the game starts at 8:30 a.m. So. <laughs> So there's a number of places. We'll talk about a few of them yeah. that are going to be opening at 8 a.m. Wow. We'll talk about them later in the show. I have, I have faith in the Vikings fans. They'll yeah. be up. They'll They're, be ready. Oh, I, I 100% believe why, it. I'm sorry. Why are they playing in London? They just do an exhibition game out there okay. every year. Okay. Like they're at Tottenham, I think. Or uh, I don't know. That's like a soccer stadium that I'm sure, sure that is. Keith Herman is going to tell me. I just said it wrong, so that's fine. I'll I'll listen to that. Okay. Um, but, we'll go with that. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a... Um, it's definitely a little, uh, you know, like it's weird to think of them playing out in in London, and then well, it's such an un-British thing, American football. I know, but I think they've done this for years. This has happened yeah. for years. Well, maybe listen to us. Maybe like there know. are people who are listening right now. We're probably screaming at the radio because we don't know what we're it's talking a 50 about. Fifty-year tradition, yeah, and we're just like anyway. Do they even have Bud Light there? I don't. I, I'm sure it's light. It's just light. Miller Light is the official beer Miller of the Minnesota light. Oh, Vikings. Oh, sorry. And I only know that because I keep driving by signs that say so. Okay. So well done on your marketing. Miller Lite. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All 
All right, so back to other food stuffs and stuff. Mm. Um, so first of all, Alex, you are for listeners who may not be familiar with you. This is your second time co-hosting. It is, and but you and I have been friends for a long, long time. Yes, and you have written around town everywhere from Minnesota Monthly to um, Eater, and now Eater. lately, you are most famous, of course, for being my co-partner on the. Um, the crawl. Yes, I'm still trying the to fair crawl. Trying to shake those calories. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I know. For that, we both have hit a certain age where that's not as easy as it used to be. <laughs> you know, let's just you know, we there. did the math. It's, it was 11 hours, 117 items. Oh god. Yeah, it's we're still recovering, everyone. We also did the beer. That's why we were yeah. the only insane, insane people who also did the beer. True, but True. that was fun too. Yeah, I have to take better notes next time on the beer. Just so well, it's just they all look they all look the same. It's really right, that's the hard and part. People keep grabbing at them. Yeah, <laughs> people do not understand the struggle that is behind the scenes. Right, what we do for you folks. I know. This well, is, some people welcome. do, but right, you know. Yes. In general, they think it's just a big party, which right. it is, but it's not. But anyway, we're so past fun. the safe fair. We've buried it. Oh no, no. I know you are. You are missing. You've done don't know, a lot seventy-five of... days left, something like that. Oh God, stop. Um, <laughs> some people count down to Christmas starting in July, and yeah. I just count down to the fair starting to the fair. in August. That's true. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay, thank you. Makes you valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so you are writer about town. Tell us about. Um, tell us. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, good. I, I know love that it's your favorite thing. I don't even have the internet. Um, <laughs> what is no? I just want to know what your favorite place to eat right now is. Like, not your favorite overall because we don't pick babies, but like, no, like for right sure now, not. what are you kind of fascinated with? So places I've been to or places I'm dying to go to? Let's, no, how about we'll both? How about one place you've been to that you are sort of loving and then one place you're dying to go to? One place I've been to, I have not been out too much stuff. Yeah. We just talked to, I need to, I need to get out more. You're just sort of ramping back up. I am. I am. You know, it's COVID. I blame COVID for yeah. everything. Um, you know, I, so recently I had the food at O'Shaughnessy, which we're going to talk about. And oh. I, that kitchen just continues to Gets better and surprise better. me. Yeah. It was, it was really good when we started and they bring out these things that are, that's your kind of food. It's yeah. snacky food. We had snacky. snacky food. We have salty food. You know, they have that dip. That's like a creamy onion dip. Yeah. With yeah. Yeah. Super salty chips. It's. Totally yes. has your name all over Perfect. it. Perfect. It's really, really, really good. And so I just love it because you can sit in any one of those rooms, right? right? It's a completely different experience than any room you sit. Mm-hmm. And the food's just always going to be good. And the cocktails are great. We'll, we'll talk about that. Talk about that more later. Yeah. But okay. I really like that. So where are you waiting I'm, to go? So Daddy. I'm, I want to go and I'm asking you on a date right now, oh. officially on the air. I want to go to Mara for lunch. Oh, we should do that. I yeah. would do that with you. Yeah. yeah. I even got, obviously they just opened for lunch. Right. And actually, on Monday is the official open day. I heard Cor- that they did correct. have uh, some quiet services and stuff. That they were going to change some things from the menu that oh. they first sent me. They said, "Okay." Well, I talked to Gavin Kaysen you did. about opening a Mediterranean restaurant maybe six years ago. Oh, really? And so it has been so a fun journey. to watch it happen. Yeah. Not. I mean, I do not have the inside track or anything. This was just a conversation, but. Of course, I got really excited about the idea of Mediterranean food. Yeah. And to think that he could get his fingers in that, I'm just just so excited that it's here. Yeah. And that I'm Have you eaten dinner there? No, I have not been there You've at been, all. Oh, okay. We're going for lunch for sure yeah. then. Yeah. Okay. That's on the docket. Seriously, not left my house. <laughs> <laughs> 
Except to go to the state fair. Except for, well, right. Well, yeah. that's, I have to, all my energy, 11 days. That I know. takes everything. But you have, we bumped into each other at another place. Where was that? Oh, at the Loring Social. Oh, right, right, right. For Miko. Right. So there's a lot of, that's, and that's kind of interesting too. There's a lot of, I am going to work on a list uh, for the magazine mm-hmm. of just like, for just a resource thing. Yeah. Because I think people need to know like, where are the private spaces? Like, I'm getting questions True. for parties already and things like that. Right. Well, and talk about great food. They Everything they bring out. Oh. Listen, you cannot go wrong with a D'Amico no. space. I mean, like their catering is the best catering in the city. I'll just say that. Right. Like as far as like, if you want to do big style catering, right. that's the one you want to do. And in Lots off- of great small boutique ones sure, around sure, that. Sure. But as far as like giant big event catering, right, it's the best. And I always wonder, we get invited to these media events. I always wonder, is that their A game? What is it really like? And then you go to these places and it's just, no, it's always good. It's yeah. so consistent. I know. It's great. I, I really, that's another place. Yeah. And then we went uh, and had, oh my gosh, we had their fries at the restaurant. Which we restaurant? Went down to Lorquette. After. Oh, did you really? Oh my God. You love those? I love those. I not don't even love fries and I just kept eating those. Kept eating those. Mm-hmm. There's a moment. That's a, we're in a potato fry moment now. We're leading. This is For potato sure. season. Because like sure. you start to feel like you, all of a sudden you're like craving things that your body is like, oh yeah, we're getting into the winter. So we're going to need to bulk right. up. Which of right. course, thanks body. Right. Just One saying. more fry note. Okay, fry note. Had lunch at French Meadow yesterday. Oh. Or the day before. What day is it? Um, Saturday. At some point a few yeah. days ago. I had lunch at French Meadow Incredible fries. Really? Who would have thought? The only unhealthy thing on their menu, and it's fantastic. Wow. So good. And I bet they do it in a way that makes it healthy. Like, I, I mean, I think french fries hope not. can be healthy. Yeah, sure, sure. It's a potato. It's a vegetable. Mother Nature's gift. Yeah. So I ate <laughs> off of my dad's plate a lot more than I should have. Oh, my God. I love that. Right. Because I was like, oh, I'll be good. I'll have soup. I'll have soup. Well, soup with fries. I mean, come on. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we are going to talk about uh, the smoker drama that was unfolding last week dun, dun, while we dun. were on the radio. And I was answering texts, but couldn't really talk about it because I wow. couldn't know what was, couldn't really encapsulate it. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk some whiskey situations that Alex yes, has please. been in front of in the last couple of days. Nine we're going to give you thoughts about where to eat for the gopher game. Thoughts about where to maybe post up for the Vikings game. If you want um, tomorrow morning. And then we're also going to talk about spooky season. So we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish. Welcome back. Thank you for being in the danger zone. <laughs> that was like a nice, I mean, I love that. Right. Is I, that still from the movie? Ha- film yeah, Fest yesterday. Uh, no, the the bumpers have all been movie related because of the film. Oh, I suppose there yesterday. you go. Yeah, that's true. Right. I didn't yeah, see anybody's. I didn't, I didn't. This year, I was out of the pocket for that. So yeah, I didn't go to that either. I'm going to uh, donate so I have access to it online. Oh, good. Yeah. Right. Smart Starting idea. Monday, it's, they drop it on Monday. Great. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being an advocate for the station. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> that's all I listen to. So great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about what happened last weekend and what is continuing to happen with the um, the smoker. We're calling it the smoker drama of uh, the, the barbecue. Yes, yeah, smoke gate. Offset Smoker Gate, which yeah. of course dovetails beautifully into Smoke Out, which is happening tomorrow at Allianz Field, which is not being opposed by no, ordinances. no, it's fine because well, it's a special event too. Right. So here's what happened yesterday, last Saturday, I was on the show. Meredith Deeds was here, and I was getting texts from people saying, "What are we going to do about the smoker situation?" And I thought, of course, they meant people smoking. <laughs> like, oh, like funny. I thought they meant like I'm like, why is somebody smoking somewhere? Like that they're not supposed to? Or are they like what's In the going hallway? on? <laughs> yeah. 
And then I realized that this is uh, what what had sort of evolved is um, a situation in which uh, a couple weeks ago I had been content contacted by Boom and Barbecue guys. And they said, um, can you just come hear what's going on? And I was like, sure. So I went out to the smoker. I went out to the truck and stood there and listened to them. And they were definitely freaked out because they said the city of Minneapolis has decided like randomly, like suddenly to come after us for our smoker that's sitting there saying that it's not allowed to be here because it's not within the footprint of the food truck. And all food has to come out of the footprint of the food truck. And so I was like, huh, that sounds interesting. And I said, but so how did you even open with one then? And he was like, well, at that point when we did open, it was they, I mean, they knew it was here and it was fine. And so inspectors came, approved everything. They said, they said that they, yeah, in order to get your health, you know, license and all this stuff. Um, And then, and I'd heard that they'd gone after John Whitfley too, who of course had, you know, been doing it since 2018 with the smokers. Right. And he, of course, had just said he had just been inspected that year. So it was very much of a quandary. And we kind of, uh, they wanted to like, they're like, what do we do? What do we do? And I'm like, and then they said, well, we're actually talking with the mayor and we're kind of working with some council people. We want to see how it goes, but this is the health department. And so I said, well, let's just wait to blow it up. Well, they couldn't wait. They got the note last week that they had to shut down by October 1st. And so they said, we got to blow it up. So. They put the cry out to the public and that worked to get the conversation started. But here's the thing. Even if you get the mayor out of, you know, out of his, you you ruin his Saturday, basically. Right. You know, you are, it's hard because it's, it's not like the Americans, it's not like there's an executive order that can happen that just changes everything. Right. So they've got a couple council members who are helping lead the charge. They've got the mayor who wants to see progress, you know, in this uh, ordinance and what the deal is. We haven't really heard very much about from the health department and the health department is the one that was the one who's kind of policing this thing. Now, what has been said from the Boomin boys was that when that inspector came to their place and told them that they were, he was going to have to shut them down for that smoker um, was that it was triggered. The investigation was triggered by the Texas monthly article. That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And so that to me is one of those weird things of like, what? Like, why are you? So we're getting national press and they're like vaunting these guys. And then these guys are saying that are they like all of a sudden they have to go check them out to make sure, you know, that they're what they're in compliance where they should have been already checked out for the year that they were in compliance well, right. And of course, from from our perspective, we're always thought of as flyover country. And here we have such great food and your piece this week about how many awards do we need to get for, yeah. to have people wake up? Yeah. It, well, they, it's yeah. happening. It's right. happening. And why are we fighting our own people? That makes no sense. Well, and what's worse to me is like, I get it. I also get it that, um, you know, that there's... <clears throat> I get it that there's not a lot of health inspectors. Like they're probably having the same kind of crunch and there's thousands of restaurants in the twin cities. Thousands. Sure. Like really like we all know the ones we know and we think that's a lot. There's so many more that you don't even think about, you know, strip malls and in, you know, little, you know, little off-sided places and, and, right. and in the County and in, you know, there's thousands of restaurants. So it's, I can imagine it's hard to like keep up and keep tally. But from what I hear, it's pretty normal every year to have an appointment made by a health inspector to renew and to check. And they make an appointment and they say, 
you know, we're coming on this day. It's not that hard, right? Right, and it almost sounds like it's the same the same department, right? The inspector said it's good, saw something in a magazine. Yeah. And well, freaked out. And this is, the idea is that what both uh, the smoker guys kind of have said is that what they believe is that, uh, you know, it was triggered by a complaint from someone. And they're pretty sure that it was a complaint by, you know, a competitor. And we don't know. No one's naming it. There's a lot of speculation. I can okay. tell you, I did talk to Anthony Polsky at Market Barbecue, and right. he said it was not him. So he called me specifically to say, can you please tell people it was not me? <laughs> so well, I said, I don't think Market Barbecue needs to Yeah, I'm like, I feel like you guys have got your own gig and yeah. you're done. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're... You've been here for 300 years. Yeah, you're good. You got it. And he was very much like, you know, I understand both sides of the story. He's like, you know, there are people do sneak, you know, equipment in. And I said, you know, and that's that is an illegal thing. And I said, well, okay, but if you get it, none of these smokers that these guys are using are surprises. They were not snuck in. They were inspected and they were passed or they were passed. And he said that, you know, and then we talked a little bit about the fact that there's, you know, certain smokers that have an NSF tag, which means that they are safe to be used. They're, you know, they're a certain certified brand. It's like certifying it organic, Mm -hmm. right? But they're super expensive to have. And there's no difference between the manufacturer who manufactures one smoker and the next, but then puts a tag on it. It's just thousands of dollars more for that tag. Always. That's always the game. So, so the thing of it for me is not necessarily that, and I'm not, I'm not like mad at health inspectors. I'm not like, I want health inspectors. I want them in my city. I want them to do a good job. Of course. Right. Of like course. we, I think we have benefit from that. And I think the restaurants benefit from that because they don't make people sick. They don't, you know, right. they have, they're assured that they're, that business is good. Um, my bigger thing is that it seems that if you are being called in by some, if you're, if there's a complaint registered, I would like to see going forward if this was at all possible. And I don't know why it isn't, but then the complainer should be vetted. Like if someone says, Oh, they're using a smoker and they're not supposed to be using a smoker. Well, that means that you're not a consumer. That means that you know, Smokers. you know, you know the law. Right. And so that, or you know, some ordinance, which most likely means you've been affected by an ordinance, which means what's your stake in this? And so then I would think that they should say, okay, well, if that's the case, you have to give, if we're going to investigate on behalf, then we need to know your name and your place of business so that we can vet that this is not just a vendetta. Correct. But and then that, going back to the low, the staffing crunch, if they don't even have staffing enough to go out to these restaurants, they don't have an investigator and staff. But to. they investigated, but they went and investigated Boomin and Animales right. and they called Revival. They did all this investigation for this, based on once. this complaint, mm-hmm. but also based on this article. So they have the right. time to do that. Right. And so my point was like, wouldn't it shut, wouldn't it like, wouldn't it make it just a more transparent thing if they said this is based on somebody complained that you have a smoker and then then it could be addressed right then it could be like well it's because this barbecue place is not doing as well as we are and we're getting press that seems i don't think the health department should be used as a vendetta that's my main point yes but the second point is is that what they did is they said we're going to shut you down by October 1st, right? And that that's like three weeks, but then they came and then they had time to appeal it. And then they came down and they gave them six days. My point is, is like, give them the time to adjust to it. If you've already inspected it and you know, they've, you've given them a pass. It's on you. Give them a year, a year, a year, or give them, right. give them like through the end of the season. Right. Which is what they've done. <laughs> we'll be right the back. End. Isn't it? Welcome back to weekly. Isn't it the case that, Dolly Parton wrote this song and Jolene on the same day. Isn't that, that's like a little bit of like music legend. 
That's a Bradley Trainer question. It is, but I believe it is true that she wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You on the exact same day. Of course she Two did. Two massive hits. Of course she Come did. Come on. I love Jolene. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is Alex Laudner. Hello. This is Stephanie March. We're just hanging out. Um, guess what season it is, really? Besides fall and sweater weather. Whiskey season. It's whiskey season. <laughs> it's whiskey season. And that, for us, is a huge... I mean, like, I literally have already... I did have a martini this week, and I felt like a little like I was... Like, like dipping white pants was, after I know. Labor And day. so many people were like, what? You know, it's martini season every season. I'm like, it's true, but... like, It's also whiskey season. I've been drinking a lot of martinis this summer, and I'm ready to go. What I'm saying is I'm ready to get back to my old fashions and have some Manhattans. Yes, please. So... We're going to talk about a couple spots and a couple things happening because it's there's some really finally, 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 we are becoming a pretty great whiskey town. I got to tell yes, you, we are, even though some of this is not local. But yeah, so I mean, any, any, but like so. any part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and the funny thing is that, you know, you're a true whiskey drinker, you know, true whiskey. I'm a whiskey cocktail. OK, person, I will fully admit. Do you not drink like an like a like a three fingers neat kind of a. Um, if I'm invited to a tasting, yeah, but then it goes up my nose and I choke and it's really, <laughs> and it's really embarrassing and it's very, and it's, uh, yeah, so it's, it, it's a very offensive. Got to, it. Got it. To Clear. The distiller. But Bird. yeah, no cocktails. Yeah. So you Smoking went to, cocktails. let's talk, like, let's talk about the fact that O'Shaughnessy mm. Distillery opened up a year ago. Just one year. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy? It's just been one year. Yeah. And they are um, still, I think, they're doing some of the most beautiful. And then, and and again, to be clear, like they're in process. Whiskey is a process, and so it takes years to get it right and yeah. to get it done. And so they're in the process of blending some stuff together to give what the flavors that they want. But of course, they have Brian Nation, you know, who is the master yeah. distiller from Jameson. Yeah. So he stole talk- him from. Yeah, from, from Ireland. From Jameson, yeah. And like that's a massive thing. But the idea that you this is a thing that I think um it's funny, I was talking about this somebody else at, at another whiskey thing about how the blending of things are actually that's more significant across the world than it is we tend to think in like single malt and single barrel and we right. we tend to in America think about I you know, like exceptionalism, right? And so we think like a one thing that's exceptional and if we can have a part of that, then that makes us exceptional. Right. Well in Japan, like at the Yamazaki distillery, they have these books and it's these like history of the master blenders and it's these these, you know, palettes and these artisan who have like taken the many barrels and the many still products and woven them together. Right. And oh that's, my gosh, that sounds amazing. I mean, that's the true mastery. Right. And so you were at O'Shaughnessy learning a little bit about this. Tell I did. I got invited to their whiskey blending class. So they have a bunch of different fun events. And again, as we're entering this sort of season of being cozy and wanting to, to snuggle up somewhere, yes. they have those gorgeous rooms. It's, a pub times a thousand. Yes. And uh, they invited me. So they have a cocktail mixing class. Uh, Pip Hansen over there, bartender extraordinaire is he started a cigar class or a cigar social night, but I was invited to the whiskey blending class. So you walk into the room and there's beakers and there's those giant, you know, third grade calculators. Yes. (laughs) And I was, and, and, charts yeah and I, I, I was told to be no math but let me tell you it was math <laughs> like, in whiskey the, not wait, math. wait wait what's but it was math in the best way possible best it was so fun so first brian and katie and um uh david perkins was there 
so great. And they were talking and just, I could listen to that all day. It's, yeah. it's nothing, it goes way right over my head. Yeah. But I find it fascinating yeah. the way they talk about that and the, the rye and the wheat and the, and so they're talking about all that. And then they allow you to take, to go ahead and within a certain perimeter. So I think it's 25 millimeter. Don't, don't quote me on that. And you have to put down the percentage that you used of three different kinds. So it's a rye, something else, and, and, uh, and a bourbon. Yeah. And you get to mix it all up. And you write down the percentages, and you write down exactly what you did, and then you taste it, and you decide which one you like. Yeah. And so you learn how to blend. You learn about how the teeniest little percentage change, mm-hmm. you know, what a difference bourbon would make. Right. And the... And I, I asked, I made one and I asked Pip Hansen to taste it. And in my head, I was like, what are you doing? You're asking Pip Hansen to taste your cocktail. That was terrifying. Yes. That was absolutely terrifying. And he was very kind. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. But it's really palate based. I mean, like, Absolutely. if you think about it, there's like, it doesn't even matter what Pip thinks about it. I mean, shockingly, because, <laughs> because it's your palate that you're tuning it to. Absolutely. And the funnest part about this, so there's a group of us, there's four of us at this table and all of us, we did. We were not told what in Keeper's Heart. Keeper's Heart is their Irish American whiskey right. from O'Shaughnessy. We were not told the percentages there. We were told about the process and how they came about doing it, but we were not given the percentages. And sure enough, the four of us, our favorite of out of the three that we mixed, turned out to be the closest to the Keeper's Heart. Really? So we all liked the obviously the bourbon heavy. Yeah. And it was so and fun to figure that out about yourself. So you would mix in. So bourbon is, you know, mostly corn. It has to be 51% corn. Correct. And so there's, it's just got to have a majority of corn in it. And so it's very usually that like there's, and there's corn whiskey. That's just all corn. And then there's rye made from rye. Right. And then Which I thought was my favorite. Yeah, you did. But and it, well, I still love it. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my mix that was. The lower rye percentage was actually my favorite. Was your mix. favorite. So when you only right. had like a little bit of rye. Well, it can, rye is like, it can be peppery and it can be really a, kind of a very stringent flavor in That's there. That's exactly so the right word. Yeah. That's the kind that goes down your throat. Yeah, funny. it burns a little bit. Correct. And like, I tend to drink rye just dabbed with a water. I like them, I like them like, you know, I like them three fingers, you know, neat. Ice cube? And like no. either a cube or this like a okay. dash of water because right. it opens up the flavors. It does. It mellows that burn, but it still gives you all of the properties of that. And that's the stuff I love listening to. Yeah. That's when Brian Nation talks. It's it's just I just want to hear those words. It makes sense. You yeah. know, you, you taste the whiskey and you have your cocktails for years and years now. And I never had language behind. Well, why do I like this? And why does this make my nose tingle versus right. this? Right. And. So I, I'm a complete, as, as people say, nerd out on this. I don't know. If, do the kids say that anymore? They do. Okay. You can do that. Thank you. It's wonderful. So are it they still so doing good. these classes? So they're doing this. It's all on their event page, okay. on their website. They also, they provided food, gorgeous food. Do you like know what we the were, ticket prices on them? The ticket prices are, well, I have the ticket price for the cigar social because that's the latest thing. And those are $40. And they include a cigar and two drinks. They also sell cigars in their lovely gift shop. Is that cigar and blending or not? No, those are two different things. I do not have the cost on the blending class. But I've also done done their cocktail. I've done their blending. I've not done their cigar social. Okay. But it's, it's such a 
lovely space and i'm just oh, picturing the lounge is great right. the distillery if you haven't done a tour of the distillery mm-hmm. that's just it's right. really like if you're if you are wondering wondering about like how whiskey is made right you know and you're kind of like you always kind of half listen you kind of like don't pay attention it's really great to go through that tour and like they have signs and they'll give you a chat and you learn the difference between a pot still column still and like what's important about you know, these things. Yeah, and they talked about this during the blending class. We learned all of that. Again, I've been through their tours, so I'd heard this before, but I, I could hear that stuff all day long. It's fascinating to yeah. me. Okay, so that, right, they have component tastings, they have portfolio mm-hmm. tastings, single barrel tastings, cocktail Correct. making. Oh, here's the whiskey blending class. And it looks like, um, I just want to make sure I know. Oh, so it's between 75 and 100 bucks a person. Um, but again, you get a lot of food, yeah. you get a welcome cocktail. You know, Pip kind of hovers around and makes sure you have enough cocktail on your table. And- it looks like they have one on Saturday the 15th. Ooh. And there's 12 spots remaining, but it's 100 bucks. You know, tempting. I think it's 100. Is it 100 bucks per person? Okay. Yeah. That's so. tempting. And you get time. Listen, if you're a whiskey fan yeah. and you can get time sitting in front of Brian Nation and just let him talk at you. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah. I would do that all day long. For sure. And I've been in their, in their bear room downstairs for tastings. And they just have so many different um, atmospheres yes, and I different do, experiences. Super love it. Um, and that's also a good gift for someone. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for, that's a great gift. Like a gift if you want to take someone. That's a really great one. Well, I'll put that one up there. Right. Um, okay, you have one other whiskey thing that you did that you want to talk about. Your dinner. My dinner. So, my dinner. At Butcher's, <laughs> Your dinner. Of course. At Butcher's Tail, um, the new, the new space in, or in the old space, sort of. Yeah, the, the original Butcher in the Boar space. Correct. And then the new name. Correct. Butcher's Tail. It's going to get confusing now in a couple months. Exactly, exactly. But so they have what they call limited release bourbon dinners once a month. And then I've been to a couple. Of course, the food is phenomenal yeah. over there. Yeah. But it's, again, it's that same nerdy, they'll, They'll explain about their whiskey. They'll talk about the w- particular distillery came from this one in Wisconsin or in Wisconsin. Why did I just say <laughs> that? Um, in October, don't go to Wisconsin. In Minnesota, <laughs> uh, the October whiskey dinner is for, with Old Forester. Oh, okay. So we're big win there. Yeah. And it's it's always seasonal food, but this one is a little bit more themey, a little Halloweeny. Good, good. They have their cocktails are the Midnight Manhattan and the Blood and Sand, which yes. you said is a very classic. Is not no blood. There's it's is not shed bloody for this. It's not bloody. No, 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 no one was harmed in the making of this cocktail. No. And and they do pairings for each course. The courses are served family style. Uh, they'll just bring out these gorgeous dishes and you pass them scallops, uh, ragu beef. This month they have something called the blood sausage crostini. So I like that. Kind of kind of themey, but not over the top. Yeah. Really fun. You get to, depending on, you can go as a group or it's always just myself and Kimberly that go and my friend that go and we get to sit at a table with different people and it's just so fun. You just get to it's pass amazing. it around and people are talking at you, right? Yeah. The chat or someone is always talking at you yeah. and with you. And it's just, it's both interesting and delicious. And the last one was in their beer garden, which is just the best. The best. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. The best. Right. Um, I'm just going to give you guys a little note that Blood and Sand was named after Rudolph Valentino's 1922 bullfighter movie called Blood and Sand. And it's got blood oranges and scotch and all sorts of good stuff. It was... First appeared in the 1930 Savoy cocktail book. 
That's the kind of stuff I nerd out on. You know what I mean? It's named after a movie. We don't know that, but we're ta- so but absolutely. Like we're, we're talking like, about it here in 2022. Yeah. And this one is October 29th, which I don't think I'm going to be able to go to. So I'm really bummed because okay. they've been r- just lovely, lovely events. And okay. this one being a little themey would be even more fun. I love this. All right. We're going to put both of those events up on the uh, on the Facebook page. so You guys can decide if you want to like buy tickets or whatever. Um, I think that's great. All right, you guys, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. We're going to roll off to that in a few minutes. 651-641-1071. If you have any questions, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on my talk, 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. We are on the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. It means you can call in, ask us anything. 651-641-1071 is the number to call in if you want to send us a note. Sometimes I we can pick it up on the Twitters or sometimes... Uh, if you do the emails or the Facebooks, all of those things, sometimes we get them. Sometimes it's harder to pick them up at the moment. But um, I think we are ready to go. If you have anything that you guys want to ask about, you know, uh, pumpkin season, orchard season, um, all sorts of things. Um, here's the deal. I wanted to ask about, um, well, first of all, I want to talk about Cookbook Swap, which is happening on October 15th. I've talked about it a couple times. I just want to make sure you guys know, you know, just you, it is it is a ticketed thing. And we'd love to know that you're coming so that we can plan for the amount of food. So if you and the ticket just goes to Second Harvest Heartland, you know, it's all fundraise. And so we're not making any money off this, but we just do need to know. We like to kind of know how much food to prep. So if you're planning on coming and you know you're going to go buy your ticket and and uh, and just put it on the calendar. So we're very excited. We have a lot of great things coming. I have, uh, I talked with Meredith Deeds, who was here last week, and she is going to give us, you guys, Meredith gets a lot of cookbooks. So <laughs> we're going to get some cool cookbooks on the stand. I just the checked tables. my calendar. It is empty. Boom, yeah. Woot. It's in the middle of the afternoon, so you can definitely go and do whatever you want to do that night, too. So no 7 a.m. wake up No again. 7 a.m. wake up. I awesome. mean, we'll come, we'll go, we'll leave, usually we leave the show, we head right over to Milk and Yards, and we start getting set up. It's from 12 to 2. It's just a nice little chunk of your day. You can bring, unload your books, and then you can leave with like one or two or three or ten good ones. What's the ticket? The ticket is $15 just, just to, it's a fundraiser for Second Harvest Heartland. Perfect. But you, in that, you also get a snack and a drink. For 15 bucks? Yeah. What? I know. Like, uh, that's what Malcolm Yard can give more. It's a donation. People. It is. And we have a raffle. So you can definitely we always have great stuff at raffles. I know that Maker's Mark is going to put a big bucket of yummy stuff. We're going to have some really like high end cookbooks that, you know, normally would cost you a couple hundred bucks. We're going to put those in the raffle. We'll have some other cool things. We've got some gift cards. We've got some stuff. So it's all fun. You can just buy a raffle ticket. Five bucks, I think it is. And you throw it in and. And you could win a great thing. You can also win first uh, first crack at the tables. So we kind of like, because we stack all the books on these tables. Oh. And there's definitely some... Is it like a There's mad some charmers rush? in there. Yeah. And there's some things in there that people are like, whoa, I can't believe someone put in this. And so we give, you know, or maybe you are like, they're looking for some vintage Martha Stewart cookbooks. And you see them, but there's only like one. And so you want to like put your raffle in for that first Martha crack. Stewart's appreciates that you called her vintage. She's vintage. She is. If she would just embrace her vintageness, it would be great. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Um, 651-641-1071 if you have a, a question or a comment or a call. Um, you guys, I do believe that we have something to talk about um, with the Malayay situation. Because I know that you guys, there's people who are probably cringing and throwing stuff at the phone because I have sort of been 
on the fence with Mollier, and I'm excited to announce Ooh, it. Do tell. I know, and that's like I'm not. It's not a personal thing. It's not right. like I know her and I don't like her. I'm just. It's hard for me to think that like someone from New York comes to East Grand Forks and then defines that food for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I did not know she was from New York. Oh, she went to Juilliard. Okay, so her branding is good. She has the reason I, she that, had me fooled. Oh yeah, no, she was from. She went to Juilliard. She doesn't hide it, okay. but like she went to Juilliard. She's from New York. She worked at like Condé Nast. I'm okay. pretty sure. So this is what happens like when people from New York come into the Midwest sure. and they sort of like have all of their New York connections. Tell me that like that's not why she has a cookbook, you know, and is on the right. Food Network, right? And is a blogger in that way. Had the attention because the New York people could be like, oh, well, she went to Juilliard, so she's and she knows people. Yeah, that's so a whole this interesting is my conversation point. of how do you become exactly successful. like yeah. and so like what I'm saying is I'm sure that there is some lovely farm, you know, woman in East Grand Forks that is making the same dishes or different dishes, but like also worthy of recognition. Like also doing and and like has like kind of like a, maybe I, I don't care if that woman moved there either, but like from that Midwestern perspective, and then I'm sure that if she would have pitched her stuff to New York, they would have been like, mm, yeah, cute, no, yeah. So this is my bag, and this is all personal, and I know that some of you are already so sick of me talking about it, but I'm excited to say that she has opened her restaurant. Correct. She and her husband is opened it officially open, or is it next? Today is the today. grand okay. opening day. Right. In East Grand Forks, it's called Bernie's. They took over this great um, Whitey's Wonder Bar, and they rehabbed a hundred-year-old building. Which has building. been there for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, hundred years. Yeah, and I think that's. I'm not. You guys, I'm not against that. You know what I mean? I'm just. I'm. I'm questioning. It's kind of my job to like question it. So I'm just saying that I'm excited to see what they do. It looks beautiful. Right. The food looks great. Well, we're going to have to road trip there and we can That's make, my point. We can report back. That's my point. Is I'm just basically. Clearly you're driving because I thought that Grand Marais was on the way. Yeah. No. And I suggested, hey, we can stop at Grand Marais. Yeah. Nope. East Grand Forks is on the other side of the state. Okay. It's North Dakota. Okay, it's four, you could it's, drive. It's almost five hours away. So. Worth it. For lunch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is, I'm just, you guys, and I'm not, I'm not, and I know that a lot of you are super fans of hers, and I'm not trying to like, I'm just trying to give you my own perspective and feelings on that, because I have a radio show, and that's what I do. Um, all right, we have Sue, who is on the line, who has a question about champagne flutes. Sue, are you there? Sue, are you, we got you? We got her? We now? Sue? Yeah, yeah. hi. Hi, Sue, how is it going? What can we help you with? Oh, I have a really strange question. Okay. Of course. Um, so I very guilty, very guilty pleasured, hate watched Southern Charm the other night. Oh, yes. Well done, you. <laughs> <laughs> and they were drinking out of these sham bongs, champagne bongs. Oh, and, yeah. I've seen those. Okay. Okay, that's what I was wondering, because I thought, well, maybe Christmas, you know, because there's just nothing left to buy at this point in life. And, uh, <laughs> Are these where you have to put your finger on one of the... Oh, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. It looks like a champagne flute, but it had, you know... It looks like a pipe. Strange... Two little thing. yeah. Wait okay. a minute. Yeah, it kind of looks like a... Well, the one that the Shambong, which I just Googled, it looks like it has like a... looks almost like a pipe, but yes. it's drinking it out of the... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and there's and all these TikToks out there of people trying unsuccessfully to drink out of it and hilarity oh. ensues. Well those those Southern Charm ladies drank okay and then they were giggling and it was just champagne. Wow. But I just yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looks like you can order them online. There's a there's a place called Shop Shambong. Oh, <laughs> of course there is. 
I haven't seen anybody locally having this, but that's not to say it's not coming by the time we get to gift season. So I know. I was kind of wondering if you guys had ever... No, but now I'm going to order some. You know, if it's over, if it's over twelve ninety nine, I'm not doing it Uh, because it's a it's going to be a joke for one night. Okay, the Shambong Mini, which is sold out, but it's like three ounce mini size, uh, is like twenty five dollars, but they're sold out. Yeah, and I think the point was the bubbles go down faster and make you giggle. It was nothing like illegal or anything. No, no, it's not illegal. All right, actually, Sue, we gotta go. We're gonna t- oh. we'll come back, Diana. We're gonna answer your German bakery question when we come back. So Thank stay tuned, you. everybody. Thanks, Sue. We'll be okay. right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk one oh seven one.